is awkward. This is awkward. It sure is. Hello, everybody. This is Women Like Us with our podcast, Awkward Gully. It's Ellen Briggs here. I'm on my own today because we are in lockdown. So I'm going to call Mandy. She's going to be like our, our special guest. I'll call her now while we're chatting. Um, yes, we our Northern Rivers region went into lockdown on Monday. We're recording this on Thursday. So Mandy's not allowed over. So I'm just calling her. Oh, sounded like she didn't want to she didn't want to talk. I'll try again. She knows we're calling. This is an awkward start. This is perfect, actually, isn't it? Here we go. Oh, hello. Here hello. Hello. You're on air. You're live, Mandy. Oh, I'll try not to say anything. Hideously embarrassing <laughs> or awkward. Well, it was awkward just before because I was trying to call you and it kept cutting out. <laughs> so That was weird. I know I answered it and then you hung up on me and I went, yeah. That's what it's like now. It's awkward. <laughs> it is really awkward. I've just explained um, to everyone that we've gone into lockdown because of the man from Sydney who came oh. up. God, you would have heard that on the news, everybody, the the man and his kids who came up. COVID positive, went everywhere, didn't tell anyone where he was going. Didn't believe in COVID. Didn't believe in uh, COVID, didn't, didn't want to believe cure. in COVID. <laughs> the funniest thing is he didn't believe in COVID, but when he got really, really sick, uh, he did believe in the ambulance to take him to the hospital. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and he now is, believes he now believes in the treatment that he's getting to make himself feel better. Oh, wow. Imagine if he didn't believe in COVID after that. That's awkward. I'd say that would be his awkward moment. Yeah. Um, going, Oops, uh, this is embarrassing. It's really amazing here because um, people, you know, it, uh, this is something we've been waiting for to happen in this region because we do have quite a few people that don't believe in COVID or don't use the street, won't you know, see it as a big government plot. And I was wondering how they were going to reframe it. And the reframing happened straight away. But this is basically set up um, to create fear to push vaccination. Yeah, that's what I heard too. They're very straight good away. at that. They're very good really at that, hard. aren't they? I know. I know. I know and they're that... kind of like, they're going, that's it. And you're going, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. How okay. But the, but the really... Interesting part of that is that even if we all did want to rush out and get vaccinations, you can't up here because they took all our yeah, vaccinations down to Sydney. <laughs> no, they're taking our vaccinations. That's awkward. And the reality is we need them probably as much as Sydney, probably more in a sense, because we've got a large population of, you know, who don't, who won't vaccinate. So we need to get to 80% so we can control that population that won't test. Absolutely, you know, and, so and we, the um, the health the health services up here aren't as vast as they are down in the city. So. Well, funny, we've got hardly any ICU beds. Yeah, that's that's what the real problem is in our region. I know, um, you know, because they and ICU beds are you only have, ever have them operating at like 70 percent, so that if you know, so that means there's really only thirty percent of ICU available. Um, for COVID patients because the 70% is already being used because if they're not running at 70%, they just lose the bed. It's not it's not viable to keep it. Yeah. So even of the ICUs, you've only got 30% accessible of those beds that we can have anyway. And yeah. when people wonder why it's a problem for everyone to get sick, you go, it's logistical. We don't have services to support 300 people in our region in ICUs. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so they're all cranky then. Yeah, good. 
Good. I think we're all feeling a little bit cranky. I just went for a nice walk, though, around around my farm, which oh, is nice. That- I tell you, cranky, and Ellen and I, because your husband, you're at home. How are you coming at home with your husband now in lockdown? <laughs> How do you reckon? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we're still in the middle of that fucking renovation. Oh, oh yeah. You're right in the middle. You can't even get away from it now. You know what's good, though? I like him. I, I really like him when he's dressed in, like, tradie clothes. Um, as nice. opposed to the disgusting golf clothes. So on the days yeah. that he is meandering around the house, banging nails into things, um, at least he looks hot. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because you know, imagine if he was doing that in the golf clothes, I would be banging nails yeah. into him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Last night I wanted to tell you, speaking of awkward, um, I'm in bed with my husband and he, he uh, before we go to sleep, he goes, oh, well, he goes, you know, for us, Life isn't really that much different, is it? This is a bit, you know, but nothing much has changed for us. <laughs> oh, John. And I just, I kind of stopped and I went, are you fucking kidding? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, like except, you know, your work and stuff. I went, except my work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my work is cancelled for months and months and months. I'm going to lose up to half my income, John. I don't. You know, it's it's not no, it's not the same. I've got kids in Melbourne that I can't go and see that I need to be down there with. You know, uh, um, you know, because we have kids from different his his daughters in Brisbane, and um, I've got three kids in Melbourne, so you know, he, it's much easier for him to him to see his daughter. And his kids aren't as, you know, mine are, you know, sometimes a bit trickier yeah. and need support. And and I was like going, I was going, wow. You don't say. He made me angry. Yeah, I bet. Was, like, as I was just falling asleep. I feel angry now too. I know. I, you know why? Because I went, he actually really, I don't think he even did occur to him that because he loves it. Because you know what? I'm, I'm home. Because I'm, you and I are away a lot, right? Yeah. And I and think they, now, they like it when we're home, don't they? They love it. <laughs> and that makes me more resentful because I'm, <laughs> I'm like, Cooking, you know, I'm not even eating at night now, right? Because I'm sort of, when I'm giving up drinking, I'm kind of fasting every evening because I'm trying to get weight off me. I went, oh, well, I'll just, I'm going to, I'm so angry, I'll just punish, I'll just get into it. I'm really doing it. Got four kilos just in rage. Good on you. And it is good. And I'm in, at night, I'm like, I'm just not going to eat at night. Can't take a big meal to bed. Can't do it. No. You know, but I'm cooking, most nights I'm cooking their dinners and cleaning up the kitchen. Oh, dear. Because the cleaner is back. Um, clean the pantry. I've gone through the fridge. Um, you know, I'm just trying to stay busy at night when I would have been eating and drinking. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you can well, come, over, look- come over to my place. Oh, no, you can't. I can't come to your house. Because <laughs> I would say come, home. come over and clean my house. Um, yeah, that's Yeah, see, that's the difference. Like, they love it. They love it when we're home. And, and we're kind of the opposite, aren't we? Yeah, we're like going, I like you better when I'm, when I'm away a couple of nights a week. And yeah. I really look forward to it. But when I'm just sitting here and I'm just, and you know what, I'm putting stuff away. I'm cleaning up after everybody again. Yeah. It's a very, yeah. it, it happens very fast, doesn't it, that, that we move back into those roles that really piss us off. But yeah. if you didn't do it, Mandy, okay. you'd be living in that house and there'd be shit everywhere and it would be so much worse, wouldn't it? It would be. 
So I am just kind of, you know, at least I've got a house. I do feel for there's a lot of people in our region, yeah. women and children without, without homes. Exactly. Um, that are in crisis. They're actually looking for houses for pe- women with their children in lockdown that live in cars. There's up to 400 women um, oh God. in our region. And um, I'm... Um, that's know, just, it's, really it's horrendous. You hear stories every single day of people, you know, oh, yeah, they're selling yeah. they're selling the house or they're renovating the house. That's the big one, isn't it? Oh, we're going to renovate the house. You have to move out. Well, they yeah. move them out. They put new carpet in and a lick of paint and then charge $400 more. Yeah, and they can't, they've got nowhere to go. Mm. So, yeah, we are, in a, we are in a terrible situation here for, for people. Um, all right. Anyway. anyway, let's get on to some awkward moments because we're just getting angry. We're yeah, just talking yeah. what we do, just like you and I in the car, yeah. solving the problems of the world, having a serious chat. <laughs> well, because we, we can't see each other in the car. This is it. I know. We haven't even I talked know. this people, week. People What's going always, on? Oh, it must be, must be funny in the car. And well, it sort of is funny. But, but it's no, also, that's pretty um, much it. That's pretty us. We, we just sit there raging at the world, two angry middle-aged women. Um, someone said to me the other day, so funny, someone goes, you can't, you know, when my campaign team goes, you can't write that. Everyone will think you're a man-hater. I went, oh, I am a man-hater. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, but, of you course. know, I'm a feminist. And I went, like, that particular type of man, other men hate them too that I was writing about. And I went, oh, right. Exactly. Everyone hates them. It's really fun. Yeah. When I'm talking about, we know the kind of particular man that we'd be writing about. But oh, we know. Anyway. We know. We know. There's heaps of them. Yeah. All right. They're everywhere. Let, let, so today we today awkward. we were gonna we were, today we were gonna talk about awkward moments with our kids and it's but uh, today's our boy's twenty first birthday, which oh, is no. oh I know it's a bit sad. Poor Jared's down in Melbourne in lockdown um, with his mate. So I've got a I've got a cake being sent to him and a ready made oh, meal nice. for him and his friend. Um, and Eden is here, but he has had to go to work today. So last night I went out and put um, our core flutes that I normally put up everywhere to show our show. I wrote on the back of them everywhere, happy 21st birthday, Eden Briggs, and I've put them all through town. <laughs> oh, my God, that's adorable. <laughs> he's going to hate it. Well, he, he's going to. I put them, yeah, he did, and I put them all down our dirt road. Like I put one happy, and then twenty first birthday Eden all the way down the road. Oh, that's so cute! Yeah, and all along Tunnel Road, and then a guy um in our car club. He Eden is in the car club as well, and he bloody ruined the surprise because he wrote. Oh, happy birthday, Eden, into this group chat we have. Happy birthday, Eden. I just saw the sign in town and Eden just came out and went, what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he messaged me when he got to work and he goes, he goes, thanks for putting the signs up everywhere and it was like a little love heart and a smiley face. So oh, that's adorable. I don't think it, I don't think it bothered him too much. I thought, look, you've got to. Everybody knows who You've got to do something. picture of you on the back of it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly, and it's got Eden Briggs all over it. I don't care. I said to Alex last night when I was doing it, this is probably not within the regulations, but I could just say I'm exercising because I was just walking around yeah. town putting up signs in the dark. Oh, well, you're still within the kilometre zone. You're not touching anyone. Yeah, exactly, and I'll go and pick them yeah. up. I'll go and pick them up. Anyway, so I'll pick. Yeah. I'll go and pick a cake up for him today, and he just has to spend his 21st with his mum and dad. Poor guy. That's yeah. awkward for him. Okay. 
Oh, I know. He's going to go like, great. He's going to go great, turning 21. Fuck, that was fun. Oh, dear. Yeah, but, totally. yes, the awkward moments, the one the one that, um, I mean, my best one probably yeah. is the one, I, I mean, I do, a, I do a comedy bit about this on stage and people probably don't believe that it's real, but it was, um, I guess they were probably about 14 or 15 and um, I won't say who it was because everyone knows their names now. I don't know if they'll ever – they never listen to us as if our kids would listen to our podcast, hey, Mandy? No, no, they <laughs> but, don't. But even still, I won't say who it was, um, one of the boys. I was in the lounge room. <laughs> There's only two of them. You're taking like this ten of them. Anyway, yeah, no. keep going. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it was one of them. It w- oh. I'm not going to say which one. Um, he he was in his bedroom and I was in the lounge room watching some TV and all of a sudden some porn came on the TV <laughs> and I kind of went, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then I realised what was happening and it was that he was watching porn on his phone and he hit the little icon which sends what <gasps> he's looking at to the TV. How fucking Uh-oh. awkward for him, huh? That's weird. I know. <laughs> So what was what was happening in it? A girl was um, bending over, spreading her ass cheeks. Oh, what did you say? Well, <laughs> well, I actually just went and knocked on the door, and I went, "Jared, that girl who's showing her ass." Oh, I just said his name. Oh! <laughs> That's awkward. I, I kind of knew it was him. I kind of knew it. Oh dear. Anyway, he, everyone knows okay. it was now. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Uh, I just said, um, I just said, oh, that girl who is showing you a bum hole, she's showing me yeah. on the main TV too. Did you want me to see it? And it and it literally <laughs> just went black. And did he ever? Did he ever mention it again? We talked about it. We actually talked about it. What it what it did do was give me an opportunity to speak to him about. Um, pornography. I ha- I um, really. Oh my god! You just ruined porn for him forever. How long did you talk for about pornography? No, I don't pornography? think it. I don't think it stopped him, Mandy. <laughs> I think he's, he's got the interest came back. Oh, I think he's fine. But look, I just had a really, and I think I think it's important that we do have these conversations with all our, all of our young kids, because oh. he's looking at this thinking that. What he is looking at on free porn sites, which is never, it's never the best quality, is it? Um, he's thinking he's thinking that that's what sex is going to be like, and this is before he's had any sexual experiences. And so, yeah. I was able to sort of talk to him and go, you know, this isn't this isn't necessarily what it's like. This all of this stuff is as scripted as a Transformers movie. You know, there's people standing around in the room going, "Lift your leg up, do this, do that," and and it all is yeah. so objectifying to women. You've got erection floppers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people that floss your prick. Exactly. To keep it really going. You're going like, yeah. um, I actually think, and you know what, I'm often having, you know, sex with my partner and think, bring in the erection flopper. Where are they now? <laughs> yeah. Someone come flopper. and hold my leg up. <laughs> yeah, come and help me now. Can we bring someone else in? <laughs> I need to have a break now. I'm on my break. Just bring another person in. Yeah. This is not what it's like. Yeah. Um, so, so it was good. It was a good opportunity, but it was awkward um, for him, awkward. especially. Not so much it for me. Awkward. Sex talks are awkward like that anyway with kids. I do remember Charlie once. It got. Um, I think he was only. I think it was the end of primary school first year, and he had some mates over, and they looked up porn, but the, into the Google search engine, they just typed. 
porn. Porn. And I went, oh, how cute. I went, you just, it's so cute. So I went, do you realise you Googled all the, all the porn in the world? Like, you do have to make, I went, he goes, stop it, mom. Because I went, I'm just going to tell you how to get a more specific search. And when you look for stuff, you have to actually just qualify it. You'll break the internet. Porn. The internet's full of porn. You've just pulled all the porn in all the world onto my computer and you need to get it off. You know, and now because of that, mummy has little emails coming in uh, all the time going, thinking just my computer now thinks I love all the porn. All the porn. And it goes, she loves everything. And I'm getting stuff about. You know, would you like more today? You know, my name is Michaela. I live in Russia. Yeah. I miss you. Do you want to make your um, penis bigger? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the penis bigger one. Like they still, really... still come in. Yeah, well, probably to your house because you've had a lot of actors, um, a lot oh, of actors yeah. kind of penis work going on there. It is, um, that is always, talking, talking to the kids about that. I remember talking to my girls once about, um, um, two of it, obviously the teenagers, and they'd been they'd been out there, but I knew they'd been getting it on. Um, not not anything past, I think at that point, heavy petting, but still, you know, still in that phase, and it was very much. And I went, I went, I turn up for the different thing, and I talked to them about, you know, what they're doing, and I went, I started talking to them, and I went, and they were sort of really kind of like, yeah, like we're doing this. That's probably fifteen. Yep. And and then I went, well, you know, what are you doing it for? Like, you're doing it for them, you're doing it for you. And I asked them about whether they had orgasms. And they both held the pillows over their heads like little girls and got, they were really embarrassed. Aww. And I just went, oh, so it's not about you, it's just about him. It's his. It's kind of one of sort of thing that's just, you know, it was one of those really awkward things like talking about, you know, that a woman should do it because it's, you know, female pleasure and that. And they're like, Stop it. And I went like, well, no, you, you've started and I'm just finished. You yeah. I'm just have to have this conversation, a bit like you with the um, – Well, the thought, of, have the, com- the thought of your mum having an orgasm is pretty awkward. It is awkward. Can you think about that? <laughs> no. I'm not sure my no. mum ever did. I bet she did. <laughs> I hope she I'm did. I reckon she did. I uh, yeah, hope I hope they did. do. You yeah. just don't need to hear it. Oh, no. I have heard it. I have heard it, Ellen. I've heard it. Oh, you've heard it. Yeah. Noisy one. Oh, it was a tent. Oh, <laughs> God. She's getting you're away camping and she's going for it. Bloody hell. It was real. I was about 15 or 16. It was, it was kind of. That's awkward. Yeah, that is awkward. That is awkward. Oh, Have you then... ever had kids walking on you having sex? No, actually, never. Not even once, I don't think, because they were such kind of great sleepers. They'd, they'd just go to bed and, we, you know, we were never really going for it through the day when they were little, even, yeah. even now that they're big, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, not, not during the day now that well, we can. <laughs> Whatever. Do people still do daytime sex? I don't know. Do they? I think they do. I think it's out there. I think it's happening probably right now during lockdown. I reckon there's a lot of root down happening. Mm, probably maybe, going, maybe right. we should be doing that, Mandy. Maybe that would oh, make, that our, make takes that up five, day better. Five but... to ten minutes of the day gone. I've got homeschooling going on here too, by the way. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm homeschooling. You can't be. Uh, well, you can't be that. You can't day rooting doing then. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, homeschooling. Oh, that does take that. That, that would be awkward. 
I have had one of the awkward moments I've had because we, we did start right in on the sex, which makes it hard to back out now. But <laughs> I'm going to back it out and talk about when your kids, you know, I did this to my mother and my kids have done it to me. And that's when you've overheard an adult conversation and then you repeat it uh-huh. um, to it to adults. And I remember my mum was the hairdresser and she used to, people used to come to our house and they would get haircuts, um, you know, at the house. And and I used to be a little kid, I'd listen to their conversations. And one day I heard um, my aunt and my mum bitching about this woman who was my aunt's best friend at the time, I think, and that she had got married. And I remember it so clearly, Ellen. I was probably four or five. And they're talking about, how can you believe for her going away up that she wore overalls? I mean, who would wear overalls as you're going away? Like, it's so fucking clear. Wow. Anyway, as life would have it, she came for a haircut maybe a day, a week. I have no sense of time. And oh. I had, and I say, my mum said that you came out of your bride dress and that you wore overalls and that that was, you know, that you shouldn't have done that, that you wore overalls and that was, oh. that you, that no, like. <laughs> oh, no. And guess what? I got into so much trouble. I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah. And that is so wrong because they, they were said it. Yeah, they said they it. They said it. But they were caught out. They got caught out. And so what's a four-year-old to know that there are things which cannot be repeated outside of the home? The secret <laughs> And children when they're little. You just don't know how much. I can't, I can't believe that's still in there. That they take it. The little, yeah, little kids take it in. Little do. I had a, mm. I had a girlfriend who had a, had a baby when we were about, uh, we were quite young. We were 17 or 18. And she noticed that they were out somewhere. And, you know, I, I grew up in Canberra. It, Canberra back in those days was pretty white bread, you know, like there was, there was yeah. just white people everywhere. And um, she had seen a dark-skinned person, this little girl. So she had a little girl and she was about three or four by this stage. And she noticed that she was really staring at this at this man and so she had a chat to her and said you know you mustn't stare at people like that they're just like us it's just that their their skin's different you know they're no different but you don't stare that's rude it's rude to stare at anyone for any reason you know it gave her a really <laughs> anyway yeah. a, about a, I don't know how long later she's standing in the line at the bank you know waiting real you know those quiet bank lines back in the old mm-hmm. days we had to go in the bank and there's a guy there that he looks like he's from like Sudan or somewhere, you know, like really, really yeah. dark skinned and really loud. This little girl goes, Mummy, I'm not staring at the black man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> she no. just went, Great. <laughs> it's really hard, isn't it? Because you can't. Um, and you know, sometimes I think what it is, is sometimes kids just feel really, honest. And I've, I've, I've spoken to, um, you know, a friend of mine who, you know, has um, dwarfism. Yep. And he just says sometimes, he said he can deal with that. Yeah. He goes, that's actually, kids Kids kind of, because he it's natural curiosity and it goes, it's what's weird is the, is the bit the parent, when the parent goes, don't do like that whole thing, is that's actually the awkward bit. Yeah, that is, all, know, that is the awkward bit. 
when you do that. The kids thing is so innocent. It doesn't come from a place of hatred or anything. They're they're kind of just going, why why do you look like that? Like it's completely honest and completely innocent. Yeah, and it's, you know, and yeah, my Zoe did that to me when she was, we're at Centrelink. And at Centrelink, I was always trying not to. You never want to draw attention to yourself at Centrelink. Oh, no. And then Centrelink at Byron, I don't know if you remember her, she was really lovely. There was a woman that worked there um, who also had dwarfism. And, um, you know, so she was such a nice lady. And she was, you know, she was always really great and really helpful. And she used to have a little stool, so she'd run in you know, from where her desk, when it was her turn to do the front counter and she'd jump up on a stool and serve pebble. And it was just one day I talked to Zoe and it, she was only about three and I just went, oh, no. And Zoe just was just going nuts. She was going, Mum, a baby lady, a baby lady. Aww. Like, it, it was a child's language. To it. I'm like going, I'm, and I said, oh, I'm so embarrassed. You know what I'm embarrassed about? It looks because I, she goes, it's fine. Don't worry about it. She goes, it happens all the time. I went, I know it does. That's why I feel really bad. But if it shows often, you know, is that sometimes in our life we also live these really, if you're not exposed to, right, yeah. you know, a kid that grows up with someone with, you know, lots of different people in their lives in a more mixed community, it's not a big deal. That's and right. And they're so used to it. Yeah. But when, and, and that is that thing of going, oh, that's why we need more and more diversity because the more diversity you have, Exactly. You know, you're not going to get into those situations where you go, wow, um, this, is, this is a little bit awkward. What's, what's more awkward is when, um, I guess, when old people do it, like your parents, and they've got every reason oh. when, they're the, when they're the bigot. Not my parents, they're not bigot at all, but no. I certainly know stories. Well, of my, I, I don't know, have I, told, have I told this story about my grandmother in in Townsville on the podcast and when I went to visit her and took her out for dinner? Does this ring bells? Oh, I don't know if you have. I haven't heard this one. I, I, I think, you know, no. Okay, I so, you told so when, I, when I worked for the federal government, I, had, I used to go out and do staff training for the old CES, which is now part of Centrelink, and um, one of my areas was North Queensland and the other was Western New South Wales. And in North Queensland, my grandmother lived in Townsville. That's where my mother's family all grew up. And... My mum had, you know, grew up in a very diverse, um, you know, community up there because they had, um, you know, lots of people from India who came over and settled there and, yeah. you know, banana farmers and stuff. And there's a huge Indigenous community up there in Townsville. So, you know, my mum has some beautiful photos of, you know, her and her friends and her. she was the only little white girl yeah. with, with all these beautiful little Indigenous girls. Anyway... I, every time I went up there, I would I would take my mum, my grandma out, and she, you know, my grandma was in her eighties at this stage. I would take her out for dinner, and I was travelling with this guy from the policy department who I didn't know, and we had been on the road for probably two or three weeks, and <clears throat> he had a family, and you miss your family when you're away for that long. And I said to him, look, when we get to Townsville, um, I'm going to take my grandma out for dinner. You're you're so welcome to come. And he said, oh, I'd really love that actually. That'd be nice. So we go and we take her to this you know, really nice restaurant on the Esplanade, but it's like 55 bucks a head and she eats one fucking prawn, little old lady. Anyway, (laughs) I'm like, eat up, granny. Anyway, this family comes in and just she's just the sweetest little old lady and she goes, oh, they let the blacks in here. And I just went, what the fuck? And he just did not even, he didn't react at all. 
And now I actually think she was saying it. I never spoke to her about it. I just ignored it and got on with dinner. And yeah, I actually absolutely. think she was saying because my grandma wasn't racist at all and I think she was saying it like she was pleased. But even just that phrase, you know, like fucking in front of this so guy. The phrase is pretty, is pretty bad. You it's should have ended really up crying. bad. So the next day I said to him, oh, you know, my grandma last night. And he goes, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And he goes, I, 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 understood, I understood what she meant. And I went, I'm not even fucking sure what she meant. But anyway, it was horrible Everyone. because that, ref, you know, it reflects on you. It does. And you kind of go at the time and you feel bad because you don't say anything, but you don't say anything because it's your grandmother and you don't want to make grandma. it worse. And, you know, I was a girl, I was go, in my early 20s. You know, now I would definitely say something. Yeah, but at that time, my grandmother was like that. She was, you know, and she would say no ways. And her, her, she was racist. But by today's standards, the language is really racist. But their intention, you know, that, and, and I guess you grew up in a really racist culture where mm. just the language of how you speak about people, there was no sense of that there was anything wrong with that. And that, when you hear that, you just go, Ugh. oh, it's anyway. horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the old, yeah. the old people. Actually, the, yeah, the old people. It is like, um, it is like having kids again. You know, when mum, mum was in the nursing home towards the end of her life, she would say things to some of the nurses. She was so awful. She would say stuff like, because she couldn't really speak very much after she had a yeah. stroke and one day she was really frustrated and I get it, but she goes to this young girl, you're so ugly. <laughs> just, oh, my God. I just went, Mum. And the girl goes, oh, it doesn't matter, I don't mind, you know, and she walked out. But I, I just, and I get it, I get that she was frustrated and at the time what she was doing to mum was really awful and so she looks at that person as an ugly person. But the fact that that came out of her mouth when she could hardly yeah, speak. Yeah, like, you're going like, like mum, oh. uh, no. <laughs> it is funny. That's the other thing, um, kids, when they speak, um, I had a little um, Sophia, oh, my God. She was one of those, she started speaking really early, like really early, like nine, ten months wow. she was starting to be. And she was probably fully articulate by about 18 months, like really chat. Yeah. One of those little kids that just, and that little tiny, and that little tiny voice that we talk like this, we hear me like this, we're talking like this. <laughs> but she was such a swearer. So she'd always be gone. <laughs> she was a doll. You'd hear her going, well, you want to go over here? Oh. No, that's that. Yeah, like, and clearly, I swear. Um, I didn't realize I afford that much, though, but she just loved everything was fucking hell. Oh, that's so funny. Um, it was so, but I, every time, you know, I'm one of those terrible parents that when she'd swear like that, I would start laughing because it's funny when a little kid says stuff. It's, I know it's so terrible, funny. It's we, really funny. We used to get our kids to say it, like just in private. We'd go, say <laughs> fuck, say shit. It's so funny. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I know. We've, I've, I've got all the, as the kids got older, they had Ivy going, come on, Ivy, 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 say Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> hey, Arthur. And then they're all like, just like, stop it. She's going to go straight to preschool, which she did. Yeah. Of course, they take it straight to preschool. Of course, and something they do. happens, and she'll speak to the, you know, and it's kind of hello, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> going, oh, I don't know where that's come from. And going like, they're, they're always because it makes you look like a shocking parent, you know. <laughs> and so Sophia, did, did Sophia? Oh no, she she got. Oh yeah, she um, actually did get called in as for a special meeting at when we might move to Sydney for um. 
moved to Sydney for 18 months or so and she was she was probably I thought I had Charlie, so she was just around about two. And she was only this tiny little thing and you know, it was a new environment. She didn't like the store where she was and it was I was having to put her in so much childcare because she was so full on I couldn't manage a baby. Poor little thing, I feel sad for him now. I'm probably bad about him. A little face looking at me, not wanting to be left in childcare. Oh. But Russ was working like 16 hours a day, and I'd have to do it just so I could get into place and manage it. Anyway, whatever. She's completely but, fine. Yeah, she was biting heaps of kids and swearing a lot. <laughs> uh, like, and they called, they called me in about the swearing, about her language. And I was like so embarrassed. And she's so like 18 like, months old. Yeah, this is the North Shore of Sydney, you know, this, and everyone there, like, this is, these are like professional mums, you know, everyone, so, you know, yeah. everyone's got nannies, the nannies Heads drop it, off. and everyone, so, yeah, and people wouldn't, yeah, and they were just, you know, it's funny, they wouldn't, they were just so uptight and straight, um, but my kids going around, so I did have to really, you know, sort of go, I don't know, and they're like, well, usually it's learned at home. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, clearly, because where else? I might be some of the bars she's going to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's hanging around bikers. It might be, uh, might be when she's playing rugby league on the weekend. Like, yeah, yeah, and I was so tempted to say, maybe it's because she's hanging out with you fuckheads. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and that would be kind of an indication. So I had to wear that one, but that was kind of really That is that awkward. definitely awkward. That's awkward. That is really awkward. I, um... Because it's around that age, that kind of kindy age, isn't it, where they really say shit they're not supposed yeah. to. And our kids had a really gorgeous kindergarten teacher called Miss Smart. Actually, all the teachers yeah. at the school, it was like a, remember those Mr. Men books? Yeah, yeah, Like I do. there was Miss Smart, Mr. Big, uh, Miss Patch. <laughs> like there were all these. Mr. Notes. Clumsy. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah, Mr. Dickhead. Um, anyway, she... They would they would do news or something, you know, or just tell tell little stories in there. And she just used to come up to me and repeat them of what my kids had said. Like oh, one so one cute. time, one of them stood up, and his news was, "My mum's got holes in her undies." <laughs> I was like, Why would you even say that? And I go, "They must be lace ones." Like a bit, I'm not walking around with a hole in undies. <laughs> Oh, that's really so, funny. Yeah, that sort of that sort of shit. And another time, this was it, so it was in town. This is I'm not proud of this. Um, mm. We actually, I've got a couple. So I had the two car seats. I'd got the kids out of the car. They were, you know, they're old enough to walk, but you know, you have to have them in a car seat now until they're fucking twenty one almost. Um, yeah. And I just had to, I just had to move the car around the corner or something. I think I must have been getting it fixed. And I said to them, just jump in and just sit in the car, just sit there, you know, rather than strapping them both in again. And we just went yeah. around the corner. So I didn't strap them in. They're in the car, not strapped in. I go around the corner, and then we're walking along, and we see the doctor that we always go and see, who is also the mayor that I've talked about um, yeah. previously, who I work yeah. for. And we're saying hi to him, and then they go, just both of them are that excited. And and they go, Mum just let us sit in the car without being without our seatbelts on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, Mum drove the car without, and I was like, Oh my god, you two! Like, fuck. Yeah, and especially if you, especially if you say, Don't say it. Yeah, and oh, then they really want to say oh, yeah. it. It's sitting there, and they're going, I have to say it now. I have to. Oh, that was so good because I'm concentrating hard on not saying it. If I say it, I can concentrate on not saying it. Yeah, exactly. Without. 
And yeah, another, you're pretty well another set time them up. When, when they were in that school, it must have been they were quite young, kindergarten or first grade, and they used to have these school discos. Oh, they're the worst, yeah. you know. The and they play that those songs like Barbie Girl, and the kids just squeal. I'm a Barbie girl. Oh my god! I'm fantastic. Yeah, that's it. I can hang up on you. Yeah. (laughs) And so what they used to do. You think I don't have that? Oh, my God. In my brain. Yeah. So and what they used to do is some of us mums would make some curries and we'd sell those to the the parents because the Mm -hmm. parent, you couldn't leave your kids there. So and it would be a way to make money for the school. You can can leave them. Well, you can. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. I went, okay, if I have to go in and listen to this stuff, I had one of those metal drink bottles and I just I put two glasses of red wine in there, right? You're not supposed to have alcohol on public yeah. school property. And I'm just yeah. I'm just sipping at it. I'm you know, I'm not getting drunk. I'm just sipping on it through the night, serving the curries to people, making money for the school. Anyway, I'm standing there later on and and my drink bottle is next to me and I'm talking to the principal who had just arrived like two weeks early so I'm trying to make a good impression on her and Jared, was Jared again, comes up, just grabs my drink bottle because he knows it's mine and takes a huge swig of it and then spits red wine out at our feet onto the concrete (laughs) and looks at me and goes, Mummy, that's not water. (laughs) And I went, no, no, it's not. And she just looked at me and didn't say a word. <laughs> oh no! Oh, fuck, that's you awkward. You know, but you know why it's awkward? Because I would have thought that woman's an alcoholic. Absolutely, that's exactly what she was thinking. That's exactly she's an what alcoholic. she was thinking. She's hiding alcohol in the drink in bottle. In the drink bottle, and she can't even come to the kids' school disco that finishes at eight o'clock at night and not have a drink without red wine, and the kids just drinking as well now. <laughs> Oh, Ellen. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, that was that awkward. Like, you can't say anything about that. That's when you go. I just didn't say anything. I just went. But well, sometimes you can't. You can't do that. That was one of the ones that came back from in, in the home corner at preschool. It was my daughter playing with another kid whose mum was an alcoholic. And um, it was okay at the time because I was just a pothead. But the, um, <laughs> the kid... <laughs> The, the teacher goes, you wouldn't believe those two in the home corner. They're making, they're doing all this stuff there. And the other kid comes in in a flurry going, oh, no, we've run out of vodka. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant. <laughs> Which is kind of sad but cute at the same time. Like, you shouldn't. Yeah. And obviously the teacher had to sell someone because they were, like, going, you know, this is just too cute. Oh. You oh. know, so, you know, that is... So we we do have, you know, the awkward moments um, for me, you know, have been very often uh, in the middle of a poo. When you're doing a poo uh, or they're doing a poo? They're doing a poo yeah. and they have to come into the toilet. Yeah. And then you say, get out, and they go, but they leave the door open. Like yes. those kind of, those moments of, of when when you have to, you know, there's get a constant awkward moment of actually when you're halfway through a poo, you're in no position to close the door. And they don't care, do they? They just come in and go. I have to tell care. you something right now, and you go, just wait, just wait. No, no, I'll just tell yeah. you quickly. Wow. Yeah, and then you go. It's just ruined it. It's ruined it. Yeah, it's it's gone I back up now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like that. That's a ruining. If someone ruins your poo, it's not good for your day. No, it's not. 
Or your date. Yeah. No, it's not good. Yeah. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> like, you know, I think I've told you, and this has nothing to do with kids, but I think I've told you um, once before, but I'll tell the listeners, was that experience of Mo and Bimby at Woolies, which is a, of being it was a, in a disabled toilet, and I never go to the toilet in public. I hate public toilets. Yes, I'd never do. do a toilet. But I had to suddenly go. I went to Woolies and... I'm like, God, I've got to go to the toilet right now. So I get the key, I go to the big disabled toilet, I close the door, get in there. And I've done the first, I'm just at that moment where I've got my bum up and I'm wiping my bum, which is the worst moment for a door to open and the door opens. It's when you're, and there's that's someone, when you're hunched over looking like a dog doing a poo. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, and I'm just up, I'm up off the seat wiping, like the paper's coming up, and there's a dude just standing on the door going, oh, Mandy Nolan. Oh no, he didn't. Yeah, obviously. And I went, ah, hey, could you close the door? And he closed. This moment just froze. You said Mandy Nolan. He went, went, Mandy Nolan. I went, I should have said it was you. And then I closed the. Then he closed the door. Obviously, and I went. I said the lock's broken. Just people at Woolies, and they went, yeah. Yeah, it's been like that for about six months now. Oh, God. Oh, no. I know. So I went in there. I, 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 I would never trust a – imagine a poor disabled person in there. I know. I know. They need to know the lock. You need to know the lock works. Yeah, you need to feel safe when you're in there with your pants down around your ankles. I know. Anyway. That is kids, awkward. Kids, toilet. Oh, we could talk about – we could talk about <sighs> them. Oh, I know they are usually, you know, that is the thing. I actually get more fun out of embarrassing them now, and it doesn't take much. All no. I have to do is if I start singing or dancing in public, they're like, Shut up, mom, fucking shut up, stop it, stop it. Do you have to, like, you know, like it doesn't take much at all. Like, and I kind of like, I like to kind of ramp, like, you know, really push it a bit, really do it. What do you know? You must yeah. remember being a teenager and everything your mum did was embarrassing. My kids have I been know. kind of unembarrassable. I've tried to do lots of things, and they, you know, I remember one night I was a bit pissed. Um, mm. This is this is not that long ago. I had a few people over, and we were all dancing. You know, middle-aged women dancing yeah. in a house when you get a bit pissed. And, oh no, that's just the worst. Oh, yeah, okay. and one, one of them filmed I me. I love it. Yeah, it's fun. And one of them filmed me and, like, sent it to all his friends and one of the I think it backfired on him because a couple of the girls came back and went, oh, my God, she's so cool. I wish she was my mum. <laughs> and I was like, suck shit. You were trying to humiliate me and they liked it. <laughs> they think I'm cool. And they were like, mm, I don't think they do. Oh, they love that video. They love that stuff. Like, they've got videos of me when I was, they got one of me when I was a bit drunk once during the worm at a friend's house and I dropped down and I just hit the carpet really hard, like, bang. And I want to see that. That's pretty funny. Then another one when I was drunk again, trying to feed the cat a muffin. Like, hey, pussy, come on. Are you in a muffin? And, like, but they would replay and share that shit over and over and over again. Just for my I'm like, they do love they yeah. do love a little bit of that. They love that love sort it. of stuff. They love to embarrass you back. Yeah, oh, bless don't worry. Them. I know. Oh, it's, bless um, them. It's, so it's Jared Neen's birthday. Happy birthday to them. And it's Zoe's birthday yeah. on Saturday, isn't it? 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It is on Thursday for sure. She's the 14th. So. Yeah. Happy birthday to your boys. And happy and birthday, happy birthday to gorgeous to Zoe, who they're all down there at Melbourne together. I know. It's sad and you can't go and, you know, it's hard with something like your 21st because that feels really significant. They're the things that you miss out on in yes. COVID. Um, yeah, that, and, and look, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I know there's people all over the country and, in fact, the world who are, you know, missing people's, they're are you not seeing them for the last time tonight? in their life. Yeah, we'll Zoom tonight and we'll, um, I'll, I'll probably. We might need to get some VB. Might need to get a VB. That's a good idea. Maybe we'll do we a all drink some VB together. Yeah. Um, we actually bought. Eden's so funny. Eden's just not a drinker. And Alex had some alcoholic ginger beer last night and mm. gave him one. And he goes, "What do you think of that, Eden?" And he goes, "Well, I'd like it better if it wasn't alcoholic. You can just <laughs> taste the alcohol in it." And Alex is like, "Yeah, that's the point." He just hates it. He's such a little straighty one eighty. Whereas his brother's just like a VB monster. Loves it. Oh, can't get Loves enough it. of it. Can't get enough of it. Uh... Wants to buy a Commodore. He's a fucking oh, wow. bogan. He's Chris Franklin, that it's comedian cute. in younger form. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so happy birthday the to them! Going. And um, if anyone else is in lockdown or because it is happening all over the all over the country, there's all those little hot spots where all the little regions are going yeah, in. Yeah, we're, th- we're thinking of you, and um, maybe we'll try and do some sort of Zoom thing soon. You know, we'll have a think about it. Yeah. We're do a women like us Zoom. I think that would be fun. Yeah, Let's I think it'd be fun too. I think it'd be fun Let's, too. Yeah. Um, Let's do that. And yeah, all right. We'll see if we can get somebody we who's really good on Zoom to organise it for us. <laughs> That'd be great. Because we're not. Um, the Zoom show. Yeah. A love Zoom it. show. That might be fun because I think we're going to be in lockdown right. for a lot longer than a week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you. See you, Mandy. Bye. Bye.